Welcome to City Limits. I'm Kevin. And I'm Ian. Ian, uh, unexpectedly, we were off last week. Yes, uh, we were. We had to attend a wedding. It got a little, I don't know, we got a little tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, a, it, was a, it was a long journey for the wedding, so, yeah. but it was a great wedding. Yeah, it was a great wedding in New Hampshire. It was yeah. beautiful. Um, we were kind of off the grid. We were a little off the grid. <laughs> and so we're recording this show uh-huh. um, Monday night. There's an airplane uh, going by. There's an airplane going overhead. <laughs> the, and air we're break, not, the air brake should go on at any time. And we're not on <laughs> it. <laughs> so we're recording this on Monday before mm-hmm. game four of the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. I'll and, be watching. Yeah, you've gotten pretty much into this. Well, you know, when you spend as much time as I do with my dad, <laughs> we spend a lot of time watching sports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully they'll wrap it up tonight. I hope so. That'd be a big story. He doesn't stay up past nine thirty, so I have to stay up and watch the rest. Yeah, <laughs> I think it will go past nine thirty. And the Patriots won, but it was kind of an ugly game. But it was a little we'll bloody. About that. Bloody. Yeah. Mac, Mac got a little bloody. It's <laughs> okay. hitting the chin. All right. So while we were away, mm-hmm. there was a big article in the Ledger mm-hmm. on October fourth, and we're going to discuss that. It's mm-hmm. called a. A Tale of Two Quincy's Unbridled Growth in a City Rich with History. Mm-hmm. It's by Joe DeFazio. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of interesting stuff in there, and uh, we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. So here it is. One Quincy is full of culture and history, and the other faces the modern realities of a growing city with a population that just topped 100,000. Mm-hmm. The result is a building boom that shows no signs of slowing down. More than 70% of Quincy housing was built in 1980. But in the past eight years, the city has added more than 3,600 units of housing and buildings with more than three units. Mm -hmm. And 1,000 more units are under construction. Mm -hmm. Since 2015, fewer than 100 single and two-family homes have been built. That is very true. (laughs) And it's one of the biggest issues that I hear when I knock on doors, Kevin. Yeah. Is the the development in the neighborhoods, really, is the single-family homes disappearing. And then it goes on to, to talk about some of the projects According to Mayor Coke, Quincy, Quincy Center needed a major makeover for obvious reasons. Why would people be going down there? But even more important is the revenue, the economic, economic engine that Quincy Center can be, mm-hmm. and it's happening, mm-hmm. he said. And then he said, residential neighborhoods outside the city's core, such as House Neck, Squanum, and Beachwood Knoll, won't see crazy developments mm-hmm. because zoning protects them from larger buildings. He said he is sensitive to residents in the city's transitional areas feeling overwhelmed by new growth and has concerns about the city becoming sterile in a word often uh, used to describe uh, the Seaport District, which I've worked for the last like two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Seaport has gone through rapid development. I'd say much quicker than Quincy Center. <laughs> yeah. Every month it's a new building. <laughs> but it's been criticized because of the lack of, well, they say a lack of civic spaces, but there are civic spaces there. But most of the buildings are sort of blocky and they have they can they can't go over a certain uh story limit because of the the flight path Mm -hmm. so so they tend to look a little similar yeah um so that's a major criticism i think but for the seaport yeah 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 i'd say the biggest major criticism for the downtown is that it's been going on for 14 years and we're only a third done (laughs) yeah it's not rapid (laughs) and it's not rapid and we uh, you know we are kind of standing still and we haven't seen any of the economic development that was promised in the storefronts there's no stores there's restaurants but not a lot of them and you know, the rest of them are pretty much empty storefronts. Right. And we well, don't we'll, seem to be attracting anybody. <laughs> we don't, and we'll get, get to that. Okay. Uh, here's some quotes uh, from uh, people, citizens. Uh, Tom Kelly, a 30-year resident, 
said he likes how walkable the city has become. Mm-hmm. And he thinks Hancock Adams is a great addition to the downtown for all the development. Quincy Center looks great. Other residents aren't so bullish on the changes. And I'll read a few of those. Judy O'Connell said the city is becoming unaffordable for longtime residents Mm -hmm. like herself. Mm -hmm. She has lived in the city off and on for more than 50 years and said she's lucky she owns her own home near Quincy Center. Otherwise, she doesn't think she could afford to live here. She said that the way the Zoning Board of Appeals approves variances has made it her nemesis. Mm -hmm. If there's a little bit of land, they have to put up some huge, awful building, she said. It's a shame. It's such a beautiful historic city. I think it's time to take a pause on the development for a while. And the mayor had a podcast on mm-hmm. October 6th, I believe. He he went on about his philosophy, and then he, he likes to mimic mm-hmm. residents. So I'm going to play a clip here. Because okay. I've also heard from people. I remember this woman coming out to me. Hey, building too much. It's overbuilding, you know. The- and, you, you know, and we're pricing people out of their homes. How are my kids and grandkids going to buy a home? Yeah, so I don't know that that's... Yeah, it's really unfortunate because I think anytime there's no real open open door policy for, you know, discussion. And I think maybe, maybe many of the people who live in Quincy want to see a mix of, of some of these new things that are going up. But some of, some of them are just too new and they don't really mix with the historic aesthetics of Quincy. And it seems like everything looks the same. And that's one of the criticisms that there's a few criticisms about that. It seems like it's bigger, better. And, you know, yeah, Joe guys, a 20 year Quincy residence and many of the buildings resemble large Lego blocks (laughs) and don't match Quincy historical look. Mm -hmm. Nothing is ever done quaintly or with character. Mm -hmm. And in fact, even if, even if you had the opportunity to do that, they're looking for ways to um, take those buildings down like the Monroe building. The Monroe building is a perfect target of, of something that's on the historic register, and yet it's not going to be recognized, like the Masonic Temple. Yeah, they did go on, said that they're trying. That a couple of developers tried to blend. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that's one developer, Fox Rock, tried mm-hmm. to blend the Masonic Temple mm-hmm. with their proposed residential units. Mm-hmm. Which I have a criticism on that. It looks like a an office complex. It doesn't yeah. even look like residential behind the Masonic yeah. Temple. Yeah, and then the the saving of the original hospital building, mm-hmm. which is nice. Yeah, but I have to say the Masonic Temple, this is the second time it's been advertised in the Patriot right. Ledger and it hasn't even started. It hasn't even started. No, we get, we get a lot of times like we resurface things to say, look, at, we're going to do this, but it hasn't started yet. Yeah, and the mayor goes on about the planning board and the zoning board. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, most of those people are appointed or... Or work for the city. Yeah. So it's like... It's not even a fair fight. Kyle Nadden, a 27-year-old who lives in House Next, said he's concerned he won't be able to afford a home in the city he grew up in. The city has turned into one big condo. Why would you want to raise a family here, Madden said. Some development is okay, but it's gone way too far. I wanted to live here forever. It's losing that hometown feel. Yeah. It is something that's concerning to me that younger younger kids or families, I call them kids, but you know the young, young adults that are Moving into the opportunity to be able to purchase a home, can't purchase a home in Quincy because it's being they're being outpriced. But on the other side of it, then there's seniors who also want to be able to stay in Quincy, and there's no affordable option for them either. There's no 55 plus community for them to go to, and there's mostly apartments or luxury skilled condominiums that are geared towards maybe a younger audience. So it's concerning to me because yeah. we we're just really missing an opportunity here. We have a lot of people who are getting older who would like an alternative to be able to stay here. They don't want to go to the North Shore or further down the South Shore for those 55 plus older opportunities. Right. 
So I, I think it's only fair that I play the mayor's clip of his philosophy on, mm-hmm. on development. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we can talk about that. I said from day one, when I ran in 07, look, we need development. A good, vibrant city needs development. It should be along the tracks. It should be Quincy Center. It should be the shipyard. It should be Crown Colony. Now, there's been projects throughout the city that you've had six or eight or 10 units here or there with an oversized lot. I know some people get upset about that, but they are within the zoning. So, we, you know, we're looking at tweaking the zoning once again to make sure we protect the neighborhoods because we don't want to adversely affect the incredible neighborhoods we have across the city. And you could, you could name a bunch of them, but without getting into all the neighborhoods, many of them have a, a residential A zoning protection, which protects them from anything you know, crazy. It's mm. single family homes, basically. So that was the mayor philosophy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we agree with that. I think we've said that we've agreed with that, Kevin, yeah. in the past. You know, having development that goes along the corridor of the MBTA in those centers makes sense. You know, it's it's where, where it should be, you know. But when we're talking about how it's not actually impacting the neighborhoods, that's not true. Right. It is impacting the neighborhoods and we're allowing that to happen. So when he says there's six or seven things that have crept into the neighborhood mm-hmm. or suggest that it's not that many. Yeah. That's not true. And I mean, this article points out, I only read a few and mm-hmm. there's a bunch in here and that's what you're hearing at the doors. Yeah, right? that's what I'm hearing at the doors. And something he said on his podcast that was kind of, um, it, it caught my ear was that, you know, Osquanum people said that they didn't want Marina Bay either, but now they're all living in Marina Bay. Yeah. The difference there is Marina Bay was condominiums and right. townhouses. And it was a place for people to maybe, you know, move from their homes into a condominium or a townhouse, kind of like a 55 and older or in that situation. But really their investments, they're, they're changing their investment from a single family home to a condominium or a townhouse, as opposed to apartment buildings. Yeah. You're not going to see somebody sell their single family home and move into an apartment building. They, they're looking for those alternatives. And maybe Marina Bay is outpriced for some of our 55 and olders and they're looking for, or maybe they're looking for more of a downtown alternative to maybe live in the downtown for condominiums. I'm not sure. I just know that there's no 55 plus and older for people to go to. It's just very expensive everywhere. And, you know, they are looking for those places. I hear that at the door all the time, Kevin. Right. And I think like the zoning board and the planning board, Mm -hmm. they're appointed by him pretty much. So Mm -hmm. when he says there is protection, Mm -hmm. maybe not sometimes if a developer is... Yeah, it's unfortunate. Well, I will say this. Hospital Hill did their best to stand up to the planning board with regards to what was happening up at Hospital Hill. And there was a lot, a lot of pushback. And, you know, Foxbrock run that without a question. Over 100 people came out and spoke. And I've been at planning boards where I've seen many people come out. And if it's kind of one of those things that it looks like this is where the city wants to go, the administration wants to go, it's it's a yes. And it's very unfortunate. I have yet to really see those types of things be held back. Right. And then we, we get to the basically the, the style or the aesthetics of these these developments. Mm-hmm. And um, Joe DeFazio did did some research, good research. And mm-hmm. he has a, an architect critic, William Morgan, mm-hmm. um, who's written dozens of books on buildings and designs, said many of the new buildings in Quincy are appalling. <laughs> Morgan compared the new Quincy buildings to the Siberian city of Nova Zabersk. <laughs> calling the new buildings grim and disheartening. Well, I think um, I think one gentleman called them Legos. So. Yeah, it's just the worst. Here's Quincy, two presidents and the great library and all that great architecture. This is a city that built half the Navy to beat the Germans and the Japanese, and now they can't even do anything that's decent housing, said mm-hmm. Morgan. And we're not even touching on 
well, I guess we did touch upon affordable housing, but some of those developments mm -hmm. were supposed to have affordable housing. Yeah, and I think this administration thinks building, you know, or like building as, as much as we possibly can, create the inventory, will somehow lower the cost for people to live. That's a theory, but really you have to build affordable housing too because it, it has to be so that people who are making a certain income can also be able to afford to live here as right. well. Or else yep. you're pricing everybody out of the community that you represent. Right. And then he has uh, Kenneth Reardon, a mm -hmm. Quincy resident and director of urban planning and community development master program at the University of Massachusetts, Boston, mm -hmm. said the city should put aesthetics that match more of the city's urban fabric. Reardon said Quincy should leverage his position as a city with development opportunities for more say in how buildings look and feel. Mm -hmm. There's a difference between real estate development and community development. Absolutely. That's, that's a key. That is a big key. Reardon, like Reardon said Quincy is doing development in the shadow of Boston that has a challenged history of development where, this is key, developers run the roost. Yes, well, developers are running the roost here. And we are not building our city for our community. And if we were, we would be listening to people not mocking them. Right. And we would be building it towards the future of how we all want to live. If we want 55 and older, we'd be looking for developers to develop that so that we can keep our citizens in the city of Quincy. But we're not listening to people. And we are letting the developers buy our city. And it's very apparent. Yeah. And then just to finish this up, uh, while he believes development is the key to the city's success, Coke said he likes some buildings more than others. <laughs> He also said the city has been careful to preserve some historical elements during his tenure, including the 1909 Cottington Building mm -hmm. and the taking of eminent domain of the Adams Academy and two next door parcels to halt development and protect the historical site. The city also opened a welcome center this year and created a self-guided walking tour called the President's Trail. Mm -hmm. The, to mask oh, the building. The, the welcome center is state-of-the-art welcome center. Yeah. The, that, that is the um, the COVID purchase building, Monroe building, that they put the um, they put the tourism office in to mask the purchase of, of the Monroe building for City Hall and a Quincy College campus. And the presidential library um, is down the street that we don't have a cost for. These are projects that we have no idea how much they're going to cost, but you know, I would hope, it, you know, the Monroe building is going to be knocked down, Kevin. And that is, that's a building that's on the historic sites. Down the street at the Masonic Temple, Fox Rock is saying that they're going to preserve it. So in some situations we're preserving, in other situations we want to knock them down right. and build monstrosities, really. And they are monstrosities. And th that's coming from other people um, who are reviewing those things. Yep. You know, professionals who work in the, work in the in their industry of architecture and urban redevelopment. So I, I just think it's something we really need to be more sensitive about. So in his podcast, he said some other things, and we'll get back to the next show because we're really running a little long on this one. But he did talk about Target, and I think he slipped, and I'm going to play a clip. We're adding a Target. Uh, we haven't had any new retail in the city in a long time. So there it is. He's, he's admitting we haven't had retail. I mean, they've been telling you that. You've been on them. Like, yeah. Why can't we get retail in here? Yeah, they keep recycling the same businesses saying that we have retail. We have no retail. So Target is, the, and it's a mini Target, is yeah. the first one that has come. And it's at North Quincy. And I just want to ground everybody for one one thing. It's it's not the administration who brought Target. The MBTA bid this project out and and hired Brazuto to do this. Before they were allowed to even put a shovel in the ground, they had to have agreements with things. Target has been agreed upon before they even started to build. We, on the other hand, have made development made deals with developers, LDAs, where we promised one thing and we get nothing. We get nothing we're ever promised. We're promised retail. We're promised medical. We're promised 
urgent care, we're promised a lot of things. We don't get the things that we're promised. Right. Where the new switch, switch point, switch point, they promised to get the LDA passed. They mm-hmm. promised medical office space, right? Mm-hmm. They did. And the 20 story building might, might, might have it, might have it. But it's funny. I was doing some research. Mm-hmm. You know, this one I, I love, Kevin. I like to do some research. <laughs> um, and uh, while we're not getting any medical office space, um, I think we mentioned this a couple weeks ago. Yes, we did. Uh, Weymouth is. So zoning officials approved a Quincy developer's plan to knock down a two-story industrial building on Libby Parkway mm-hmm. and build a three-story medical building that will be used by Boston Children's Hospital. Mm-hmm. And I totally support tra- tra- that, that hospital right. coming yeah, to the South Shore. Absolutely. The developer, the Fox Quincy Rock developer. Properties, mm-hmm. plans to build a 69,000 square foot medical building mm-hmm. at 200 Libby Parkway a 4.3 acre site in, inside an industrial park. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, why aren't we getting that in Quincy? Well, Fox Rock has been partnering with Quincy for quite some time now, and we're only going to maybe get something. Yeah. Yeah. But um, what's really disturbing to me, Kevin, is that we're promised and, you know, the, the deal, and they kept saying that they, they we couldn't separate them. Hospital Hill, the reverter, that the, the, this is the best deal in the world. We're gonna we're gonna give Fox Rock this property, and they're gonna go down to the Ross Parking Way, and we're gonna get an urgent care and a medical emergency room. Blah 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 is gonna come. That was yeah. the original plan. Then it was we're gonna get, you know, we're not gonna get that. We're gonna get a medical office where you can do ambulatory things. Where like you know we could you could go get your knee right. replaced. That's not gonna come. Yeah. Then we're gonna just have medical offices, and now yeah. we're not gonna have anything. But don't worry, Fox Rock yeah. has great business happening over in Weymouth. Yeah. I mean those things like you mentioned with mm-hmm. the Bozita Group and the air rights over the mm-hmm. T station. That should be a, a buttoned-up agreement. Right, before you and give it away. if they come back and say, sorry, we, we can't do that, say, mm-hmm. oh, sorry. Well, if you remember, I did not sign on to the LDA. Yeah. And I did not sign on to the LDA because I wanted to know who was going to be their least, who did they secure the lease with? And they said, right. we can't tell you that because yeah. we're negotiating. And that you know, we're, that we take the power away from Fox Rock. Well, we just gave them our city. Yeah. So you think you would want to make sure that we have that locked down. And quite honestly, I think that is what people are most frustrated with, is that not only are we having all this development, Kevin, but we're not getting what we were promised. We were sh- we were being sold a bill of goods and told we're going to get things. And 14 years later, we're one third done and we don't have any retail. Yeah, 14 years later. Um, one third done in the downtown. Watched, and the retail I, that's coming is coming to North Quincy. <laughs> I think I watched over a third go up in the seaport in two years, <laughs> probably more. Mm-hmm. Um so, anyways, Anne, do you know what time it is? I do. I'm not surprised. I'm ready. You ready? <laughs> I'm it's ready. It's time for listener's meal. <laughs> All right, we got one letter. Um, it's pretty good. <laughs> Hello, Anne and Kevin. I hope you have both been well. I miss not having a new City Limits podcast to listen to this week. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was Kevin that was tired. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm writing today to comment on the recent article in the Patriot Ledger titled A Tale of Two Quincy's. I found the whole thing to be sad and disheartening. Right at the start, the article talks about one chestnut place being a 15-story apartment building that is Quincy's tallest structure, but not for long. The article goes on to say, because Quincy's Quincy developer Fox Rock Property is proposing a 20-story apartment building and hotel. Are we assuming that this is a done deal? Later in the article, the author states increasing traffic and limited parking are other concerns cited by residents who feel Quincy is growing too fast, but halting development is not within the city's control. Wait, what? (laughs) Are those some of the things that are supposed to 
be in the city's control? That's a question. Mm -hmm. Not when the administration gives it away. (laughs) (laughs) The article quotes Mayor Koch as saying, the residential neighborhoods outside the city's core, such as House Neck, Squam, and Beachwood Knoll, won't see crazy developments because zoning protects them from larger buildings. I'm afraid that people no longer fully believe that. Besides, even if these folks are protected from crazy developments in their backyard, I am fairly certain that most of them have reason to travel through the city. As more of the crazy developments are allowed to happen, traversing the city becomes a more arduous task. For now, my biggest concern is with Fox Rock's switch point proposal and everything that it isn't. Here are two quick examples of what it was supposed to be. In December 2018, another Patriot Ledger article claimed, Fox Rock Properties, the commercial real estate company chosen by the city to redevelop it, redevelop the site, wants to construct a mixed-use building that would include 200,000 square feet of space for medical offices, a 140-room hotel, and 110 workforce housing apartments. All three of these buildings would contain ground floor restaurant and retail space that developers say would complement the existing storefronts along Hancock Street. There aren't any. <laughs> right. There aren't any existing <laughs> So it can complement it. <laughs> yeah. A March 2019 article further elaborated. Coke called the deal his administration negotiated a winner and said it hinges on Fox Rock Properties fully permitting its plan to have a joint venture of South Shore Health Systems and Brigham and Women's operate medical offices there, including an ambulatory surgery center. Unfortunately, we're getting none of that. (laughs) Right. This article may have been titled A Tale of Two Quincy's, but it's not really about one rich with history and the other facing the modern realities of growing city. The real story, more and more, is about one rich with fantasy and empty promises and the other, well, we'll just have to wait and see. Thank you. And that's from Matt. Yeah. Matt hits all the, he hits all the right yeah. notes in that one. And and it, it really is important that people understand that we're, you know, the LDAs will come before the city council and we make these promises and these things are going to happen. And, you know, then the administration has to hold to hold their feet to the fire. They're, it's out of the city council's hand. Even though I said no, I've been asking for Fox Rock to come back, come back to the city council, let yeah. us know what's going on. And, you know, the fact of the matter is, is they used COVID and said, oh, we can't get done because of COVID. Everywhere, every seaport, <laughs> things yep, didn't stop nothing going. Stopped. Nothing stopped. But yet in Quincy, that's, you know, COVID's used as an excuse for, it's used as an excuse as a regular, on a regular basis. Yep. Things are either keep going because we have to keep going or it stopped because of COVID or we took, we're using COVID money to buy these buildings because we, well, we don't want it to get overbuilt. Yeah. You know, there's, it's, it's all in the conveniences of this administration. And we really have to put some reins on it because it's. It's, it's a little out of control. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I have some other thoughts, but probably not enough time. I think we'll um, have to do a part two to this one, Kevin. Yeah, maybe. I think it's because um, we took a week off. <laughs> yeah, but we're back in the saddle, man. I know. So I think that does it for this week's show. Mm-hmm. So we'll see you again on... City Limits. Thanks, everybody. Bye.